The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And next, we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And finally, we're brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing daily fantasy sports app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. Head on over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And speaking of apps, make sure to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode one. 32. This one's going to go out to baseball because baseball's back and I've enjoyed watching it this week, even though my fantasy team has not been doing so hot to get it. But it's a, lo- it's a long season, so. And no one wants to hear about uh, someone else's fantasy team. So, anyhow, this goes out to you, baseball. And this goes out to all you listeners uh, jumping in here with us. Like I said, episode 132 of the podcast. I would be your host. Oh, what's my nickname now? Hmm. I haven't come up with a with the nickname this week. That's how unprepared I am for this. Um, let me figure out what my nickname is going to be. Um, I'm the Funk Master, Jeff Fox. That's what my nickname mm-hmm. is this week. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, hopefully, you'll listen to us on our feed, the MMA Gambling Podcast feed, so you can get us in your ear holes or whatever hole you want to stick us in as soon as we drop the episode. All right, we're going to crack right down to it because I'm just getting over a non-COVID-related illness, and who knows how long this voice of mine will... Hold out. Luckily, my co-host likes to talk, so we'll, uh, we'll have <laughs> here. And, and we both had a very good weekend with picks, so um, this will be a triumphant ep- episode for sure. Um, he is known as Gumby. I don't have any fancy nicknames for him right now. Gumby's as fancy as he get. If you if you're really tight with him, you can call him Danny. But um, <laughs> at the level, he's he's Daniel or Gumby. That would be Mr. Reland. Hello. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's happening? You, you Pretty did, good night for you, picks. You right? didn't give me enough. Yeah, yeah, you didn't give me enough to like shit on. Uh, nope. I had nothing. Which had is nothing usually what I do. In uh, yeah, cause, I mean, we both did good. Uh, yep. really good. <laughs> yep. And I'm the just, fights were insanely exciting. Yes, they were. Um, I'm saving my voice to to brag about how how good we did. Uh, Super fan John does have a, a question for us. And I said I. I said, we'll have to wait and see if we can answer it or not, because I'm going to be spending most of the time bragging about going 10 and 2. And what's I, I was 9 and 3. 9 and 3. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm okay with the one that, that's going to hold me back from you, too, because it, ultimately it is the the one fight that is that Gilbert Burns, Kamzat, Chamaya fight. And if you, you had a Gilbert Burns ticket in that fight, you don't get to cash it, but you do get pretty good about what you picked too because uh that is not a plus uh 385 underdog right there that was much closer to a pick 'em. 
and Gilbert Burns won anyhow because Dana White's going to pay him his, his win bonus of a uh, portion of his pay. So you, you can see all the payouts, obviously, over at uh, my, uh, my website slash newsletter, moneymma.substack.com. But Dana White says he's going to pay him his other half of his pay um, despite not technically winning the fight. Plus, he got uh, fight of the night bonus. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was a good night for Gilbert Burns despite, um, despite technically losing, losing the fight. And it was a good, as I said, it was a very good night for us. I, the, only, the only ones I got wrong were the two uh, tightly contested, I, I don't want to say controversial because I don't think they're controversial decisions, but tightly contested split decisions. But we'll, um, we'll obviously we'll dive into that. Actually, let's just dive into it right now. Let's stop playing around. Like I said, who knows how long I'll be able to last before I start coughing again. So let's just jump right into it. After I tell you about Winbat, of course, make sure to get down on the Winbat's Wins, I messed it up again, two times in a row. We're going to start over. Here we go. Make sure to get down on the wins, bet $10, win a $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And, of course, don't forget to get involved in their same-game parlays with the Wins Own Build Your Own Bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet. Dot com to get started. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, Coors Light, y'all. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and expectation to be on 24-7 or 25-8, as some people say. Maybe more on him later. Well, if we have time, there may be more on, on, on that man later. Uh, sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. What can I tell you about Coors Light? The mountains on the bottle and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. When I need to take a second for myself or reach for the beer that's made to chill, get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Light, Coors, sorry, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And there was a lot of celebrating last night for people who, who followed our picks. Even though there's always, I still, in the SGPN Slack, it's still like, you can't go uh, through an event without someone Reminding me that, that, oh, yeah, Gumby's my man. Oh, yeah, I, I'm a Gumby guy. It's always, <laughs> despite me constantly beating you in picks, it's always, yeah, yeah, I'm following Gumby here. Well, were you, uh, out of curiosity, because I, I don't remember uh, all that well, I do remember yeah. half the Superfan Jong Parley hit. The other half uh, sadly went KO instead of submission, which threw it off just ever so slightly from a 14 to 1. Oh, yeah, um, wow, you're right. It was, yeah, I got the decision I wanted out of yep. Mark Madsen over Vince Pichel. The only other thing was a Mike Mallott submission. And I said he yeah. would tag him and bag him. Uh, and he tagged him, but then Body uh, decided to continue continue, yeah, to, continue to ta- tag him again and again and again and again um, instead of jumping on for a sub, which ultimately was probably the right decision. Like, if he doesn't, yeah. if he goes for the sub and doesn't get it, then he's grappling with, with Mickey Gall, which is the opposite of what he wanted to do. So... Uh, yeah, like good move on Mike Mallott, but at the end of the day, that close to the 14 to one parlay. Um, and how were the, yep. you know, I don't want to bury the lead here, but how were the recommended ones? I thought I broke even. You, you did. Yeah. We both pretty much broke even. I, I was down a little bit. You're up a little bit. So 
we'll uh, we'll get to that so, soon so, enough. So that so that's why they love me again. Just exactly, just of course, <laughs> of course. All right, so UFC 273, very exciting event. Despite a lot of decisions, there was everything was decision except three fights. But I don't, not too many fights you can really complain about saying it was boring or anything like that. Um, we ended up we lost the fight as as is normally the case it seems. Um, we ended up losing after we had the picks put in. We lost one of the big boys. We lost, uh, who got sick, Dan? Rosenstrike and, uh, it, Rosen Marquee, it was Tybura that got Tybura. sick. Yeah, yeah, Tybura, it said, I think, non-COVID illness. Um, actually, it might have just said, I have. it might have said illness and not non-COVID. Oh, that's, well, that's So maybe, good. yeah, maybe that was their way of saying you. Also, what a shame for that dude, because, like, if it is indeed COVID, and I don't I don't mean to speculate, but like this is a guy who traveled from his training location all the way to London to back up that main event a couple of weeks ago, and then and was completely healthy through the whole thing. Then flew back to his training spot, which, if I'm not mistaken, the American Top Team, uh, and then flew back to Vegas for that. And only after the very last leg of that trip is when he pulled a bill. So uh, yeah. really unlucky on his part. I always assume these things are, are weight cut related, but probably not for heavyweight. So, um, so hopefully he's okay. Um, and gets, uh, they, Hey, they can, uh, hopefully they can just reschedule that fight on the, one of the cards coming up later on this month, even who knows? Well, this one went down yesterday from the Vice star veterans Memorial arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, let me go to my site. And I can tell you the gate in the purse money. MMA is the spot you want to go. Attendance 14,605. Gate was 3.55 million, which I think is the UFC's the their biggest gate in uh, in that in that uh, arena. So it was a packed house hanging from the rafters. Um, we'll start from the top. Main event: Alexander Volkanovsky cemented his legacy, perhaps, or, or, or at least added another line uh, to his resume um, and put him. Probably further into the discussion as as the greatest fighter going right now by TKOing Chan Sung Jung, aka the Korean Zombie. Round four, forty five seconds into it, after he uh, very gentlemanly asked him if he's sure he wanted, uh, he asked the uh, Korean Zombie if, if he's sure he wanted wanted some more of this punishment. So either he was being like super nice, or he was like really like warning him, like I'm I'm gonna turn your lights out if if you decide to to fight some more. Cause, Jung pretty much was done at the end of round three. Um, they let him continue, but um, Herb Dean stopped the fight. It was one a strain, one of those a very rare TKO while the, the fighter that got TKO'd was still standing, but it was it was the right call to end that fight. Volkanovski, too fast and just, just playing too good. He seems to be getting better with every fight still, which is a scary thing for the rest of the weight class. Not that uh, Zombie was the top uh, contender out there. Um, he, he was he was a worthy contender, but he's definitely not the toughest test out there. But regardless, Volkanovski um, passed the test with flying colors. We had him at a uh, very nice minus 750. So we made a big 1333 off our 100 bucks in that fight. Uh, anything to add, Mr. Vreeland? Yeah, so I, I want to get to that point about uh, Chan Sung Jung not being the top contender. But first, I do just want to mention great stoppage by Herb Dean. Like we, we yep. shit on that, that guy all the time. Like, great stoppage by, by Herb Dean. Um, and on the note of Korean Zombie not being the top contender, you're 
100% right. He isn't the best guy in that division. He wasn't the number one contender for the title. But here's the thing that, for me, like, really cemented how good Alexander Volkanovsky is in this fight. is like, that's a dude who doesn't take unnecessary risks. He doesn't push forward in such a way that, like, he puts himself in danger. And he never has like right in the Max Holloway fight. Very smart. The, the Jose Aldo fight, very smart. Ch- Chad Mendes fight, super smart. Like he just fights with, with as little risk as possible while being able to win the fight. He did that here too, but it was so easy for him to hit Korean zombie that oh, he yeah. still wasn't risking anything. So he just went for it because he was like, there's still no risk. I can get in there, hit him four times and get out of there before he counters. Uh, and he was doing it with regularity, being the much shorter guy. I, I mean, it was just like an absolutely incredible, complete performance for, for Volkanovski. Yep. Um, yeah, not much else to say there. Uh, he, he couldn't have done better than he did, basically. It wasn't a quick finish that, that you could you could say was was a fluke or anything like that, and he didn't um, drag it out to a, to a decision victory. He he finished his opponent when, when he had the chance to, and... He was never in danger. Um, he he might have got hit a couple times, but basically he, uh, that whole fight was his. Uh, he controlled it, and that's what you're supposed to do when you're fighting a opponent who, who may not be the, the, the top contender or even uh, number two, number three, anywhere in that range uh, for, for your belt. He took care of business and, like I said, further cements his status as either one or two in the greatest of current times um, debate. Yeah, I, I most likely, I, and I've been sitting on this for a while, I, I think when I officially submit my rankings either late tonight or early tomorrow, I think he moves to the number one spot in pound for pound, which is obviously like such a hard decision to ask. But like like I said before, you know, do you rate two wins over Max Holloway as better than Colby Covington? Absolutely, in my opinion. Do you rate a win over Jose Aldo yeah. as being better than, you know, two over Masvidal? absolutely do you know do you rank uh where do you rank a Chan Sung Jung win and it's like you know right around where I would rank a Gilbert Burns win so like yeah I mean like he's he's uh he's probably got a better resume than Usman at this point and you know it's hard to imagine anybody with any kind of style beating him like I, I just can't imagine you know I can't say that like if we had like a super wrestler in that division they'd come in and wrestle him up I, I feel like they'd fail at that if you know, there was a – we've seen one of the best boxers in the sport in Max Holloway have a terrible time boxing him. And, like, it, it just seems like this guy is on a different level than everybody else. So uh, look forward to seeing him, whoever he fights next. If it is Max again, that's fun. If it is, you know, Josh Emmett or Jair Rodriguez or, you know, whoever it is they're cooking up in that division, I'm down for anything with that guy. That guy's so fun to watch. No doubt. Do you see any holes at all? In his game at this point? I, I don't think so. Like, you know, everything that I, I see that I – anytime I think about breaking him down and saying, like, oh, he's got this issue or that issue, it's all speculative, you know, in my opinion. Like, I, I sort of think that at some point in time, like, a really long fighter is going to give him issues. But at the same time, like, we've seen him fight Max Holloway twice. Um, in the yep. length didn't give him any issues there. And Chansung Jung is actually kind of a long – featherweight too and that didn't give him issues and I, I mean like I, I think he'd probably wrestle the shit out of like a good kickboxer like Giga Chikadze so like I'm not worried about that I, I don't think like a even if Jeff 
Josh Emmett went in with like a crazy wrestling style. I don't think I'd go with that. And he doesn't get hit enough for me to really worry about a power puncher. So yeah, like a- anything I think of as a weakness of his is usually speculative. I-, I mean, I guess he ate a few leg kicks here, which kind of worried me. But like, I don't know that that that's anybody's game plan down there that that he's going to run into it or wouldn't have another way to work around it. Yep, I don't see any any um anyone on the horizon that, that's going to beat this man the way he is right now. How about Zombie? Um, I, I've heard talk that he, um, his chin may not be holding up the way it used to. He's been through a lot of, despite having all that time off when he was in the uh, military service, he's taken a lot of damage over his career. So this could be the end of him um, being, being a top fighter. Well, and, and he said himself in the post-fight interview, and granted it was through a translation, so we... You know, I, I don't mean to doubt translators, but once in a while we we hear that it, it didn't a hundred percent relay what he was trying to say. But he said if he doesn't feel like he's at the top of the division or can get back there, he's all done. He's not going to keep doing this. So, I mean, if you're saying that, if you're saying that you feel then, he yeah. isn't, he he might retire. Um, but I'll also say this: like for for everybody out there who's like his chin ain't what it used to be. I sort of beg to differ. I, I think it's, it is what it always was. In that Leonard Garcia fight, which is where he got the nickname all those years ago, right? The f- first Leonard Garcia fight all the way back in WEC. WEC never died. Um, he took shots from Leonard Garcia, and they they kind of wobbled him or stunned him the same way Volkanovski was stunning him last night. He just, like, punched his way out of it. And, like, he tried to punch his way out this time. He just had a fucking really elusive target in front of him, not Leonard Garcia, you know? So in the same token, like, sure, sure it, maybe it's taken a little bit off, but the guy was still standing at the end of that, that beatdown. So, like, I think his chin is where it always was. I just think, you know, he that that style has its limitations, especially in a division that has... Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, and Alexander Volkanovsky, and used to have Jose Aldo. Um, and he has run into those limitations enough times now. There you go. Very, very well put. That's why this man is my associate co-host here. And, and right. beloved by thousands. <laughs> Apparently. They love you. Uh, despite despite results. Uh, question mark, no. Uh, we, we can't, I can't crap on a 9-3 week, plus being up money. We did lose the, the next fight. Even though I was kind of happy that Aljamain Sterling won. Um, I was so happy. <laughs> I, I, I like the guy, and and he and he he deserves it because he's taken a lot of crap. He, although he he brought on some of it himself, but took uh, a lot of crap for something that wasn't his fault. Um, and people claiming that he was faking and all that stuff is just like ridiculous. Unless, unless you're you're in his body, you have no idea whether or not he was faking after getting destroyed by that knee. But anyhow, he um, won a split decision over Piotr Yan, who we had. Um, we were in on, but like I said, I, I don't mind losing this one. I think it was the right decision. I had Sterling, uh, I had him for the first three rounds and then I had Jan for the last two. Um, yeah, Jan is, he, well, we're talking about Volkanovski not having any weaknesses. Jan pretty much doesn't either other than maybe the mental game. The, obviously the illegal knee was, was a, a big misstep and, and his, seeming uh, willingness to, to give away the first few rounds of fights seems to be a, an issue too. Cause that's what happened last, uh, last night. He, 
he was not aggressive enough uh, in the first round, and that pretty much is, uh, is the round that uh, decided the winner of the fight because this is the stupid sport that, that judges things based on rounds. Uh, but anyhow, um, and then Sterling obviously dominated the next two rounds, and then Jan dominated the last two rounds. But So it all came down in the first round, and Jan was just not aggressive enough. He um, Sterling landed more than him. And this was that was a typical Piotr Jan thing that um, give give away the first round or two to uh, gather intel, but um, you can't do that with Aljamain Sterling apparently because he uh, took full advantage of that and rightfully got his hand raised. And I'll I'll take the uh, the loss from this one. I have no problem uh, taking this one. Yeah, and I agree with you that this is the right call. Uh, Al- Aljamain Sterling won that first round. Uh, yep. Watching in real time, I gave him that first round and. If you want to be somebody who says he didn't win that first round, just know that you are on an island with Chris Lee. Um, so yep. the, the, one of the worst judges in MMA, it, uh, albeit uh, slightly better than whoever that schmuck was in Texas when we had that Texas card. Chris Lee is uh, better than – always a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, yeah Chris Lee is better than uh, that guy who was like a rocket scientist, right? Uh, oh, but, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that what guy. What does like, think, though? Um, sure. Sure. actually <laughs> had it, uh, to Sterling, all three guys did. Well, um, they, they, all, wrong, then. they all gave, uh, well, you know, there are only two people who I saw gave it to Piotr Jan. One is, a uh, is like a tipster. He's like a guy who bets. And I'm guessing he just had a bet on Piotr Jan. Um, so like I, I very rarely trust, you know, no offense to, to tipsters, but like when you're you're publicly scoring a fight on Twitter and you're posting your scores, like I'm guessing you are posting because you want the guy to win, right? Like you you clearly have money on him. They show one guy all the time on the the UFC broadcast, and he consistently has the worst scorecards I've ever seen. Um, and it's you always have to assume it's just like that's the reason. So I can sort of write that one off, and then the other one. Is from a place that I've never seen before. It's DD Reporter TV. So those are the only two who scored it for Pio <laughs> Um I've never heard of Double D Reporter TV. Um, but yeah, Sherdog gave Aldermaine Sterling a 10-8 second. Where did you fall on that? Um, did, did you just give him straight 10-9s for the first three, or did you give him a 10-8 yeah. second? No, I, I gave him straight it doesn't matter what I gave him, but I, uh, if I was judging, I would have given him uh, ten nines. Um, I, I'm not going to say ten eight is is incorrect or or out of the realm of possibility, but the control was there, obviously the domination was there, but um, the damage was not. He he was working the whole time, but um, he, he did not. Uh, Jan was able to avoid the submissions and avoid any real heavy uh, heavy strikes landing or damage. So ten uh, nine is good with me. Yeah, I, I I scored it ten eight uh, as I was watching, uh, and then I I did just go back and watch just that second round right before we started uh, recording now. And like in retrospect, I think I was probably just jacked up. Um, I was just probably um, feeling the the adrenaline of that fight and getting excited that Aljamain Sterling was doing kind of the unthinkable to a lot of people uh, and scored it ten eight. So like. In retrospect, I think 10-9 was probably right, um, but it, it was damn close, yeah. given that. And uh, yeah. I, I would say this, too. Like, you, you, you said at the top, Piotr Jan, seen as a guy who kind of has no weaknesses, I would still say he has very few weaknesses, but he is not as good of a grappler as Aljamain Sterling, which is when we broke down this fight all that time ago for round one of these guys for the first time they threw down – 
I yep. picked Aljo, and I picked Aljo because I thought he was a better grappler than Piotr Jan. We watched, we watched them fight. They convinced me the opposite, and and I didn't pick him this time because I didn't think he was as good of a grappler. He basically made me eat my words for the first analysis. I, I wish I could flip-flop the analysis on the last two, uh, two fights. And uh, how do your words taste, Dan? I, I, I mean... Good, because I love Aljamain Sterling. I've always been such a fan of the guy. Um, he he like uh, he's he's been on Top Turtle like two or three times before. Um, he's like a really fun dude to talk about. I, I think he's he's always had like one of the most fun grappling styles in MMA because he's like he he's not a guy who like takes you down and tries to like control you from half guard. He is always looking for your back. Like yep. literally always looking for your back. And it, it was like it when often. Ray Borg Yeah, and when Ray Borg burst onto the scene, he was like the same thing. So it's like Algerian Sterling is like what I really loved about Ray Borg is he was bigger, faster, and also developed the striking game. Uh and it's just so much fun to watch. Yes. Um and are you on the same um page as he is saying that you would like uh him to fight? I'm watching someone make a Macaroni and cheese shake, it looks like right now, so I'm distracted. Boy. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a macaroni and cheese milkshake. Okay, anyhow. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? You, I, it just showed up in, on my phone. I don't, it's on oh, TikTok, okay. really. Oh, People okay. love making gross food things. Okay. okay. Um, what were we talking about, Dan? Were we talking about I don't know, uh, but if you, right? don't, if, you don't, if you don't name this episode Mac and Cheese Milkshake, I'm going to be pretty pumped. Yeah, Mac and there Cheese you Milkshake. Um, you were going to ask me whether or not I agreed that he should fight TJ Dillashaw next. Yes, I was. I didn't I, get the name out of my mouth because I got yeah, distracted. Yes. But, but TJ I, I Dillashaw. I will say this. No, I don't want that because mostly I don't ever want to see TJ Dillashaw on a title shot again because I can't stand the guy. Um, you know, like he Why? he ascended That's to a level of, ascended to a level of cheating like way beyond uh, uh, anything that I could ever kind of even sort of overlook. And then in addition to that, played a martyr uh, about his time off. The UFC had like cute video packages for him when he came back being like, he's been away for two years and no mention of like a terrible drug <laughs> suspension. Yeah. Um, and then he opened a, he opened a juice bar called clean juice and it's like, come on, come, come on. Well, he, like, he's embracing it. It's kind of like Aljo, uh, with, with getting the title but, last time. But Aljo, <laughs> but Aljo was like, Aljo a, did nothing wrong though. <laughs> like, yeah, like he didn't do anything wrong. He was, and, like, he just leaned into, like, the hate that he was getting, which yeah. was, like, you know, even if it's unfair hate or fair hate, whatever, it wasn't something he did wrong in the first place. So, like, let him eat that hate and, like, build his name. Whereas, like, TJ Dillashaw did something very clearly wrong, and by all accounts of his teammates had been doing so for years prior to being caught. So, uh, to answer oh, yeah, your question. no shock. Yeah, no, I don't want to see TJ Dillashaw in there. I would love to see uh, Aljamain Sterling versus Jose Aldo. Uh, I think that would be both an absolutely exciting fight, crazy styles clash. You'd get a chance to see Jose Aldo fight for uh, a second division title after having a great performance his last time out. Like, yeah, like sign me up for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm not interested in TJ Dillashaw. Put him aside, no. let him fight another one. Um, if they decide to go that way, I just hope Aljamain Sterling just like 
chokes him unconscious in 30 seconds. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're not talking about Macy Barber here, Dan. Who is no, I, I, very, very I think I... I think I like Macy Barber more than TJ Dillashaw. Whoa, yeah, because Macy Barber isn't juice to the gills. Whoa, bro. That, that's some harsh, harsh words. All right. Um, <laughs> anything else to say about the about that fight before we move on, Dan? Or have we said uh, it all? No, I, I think we've said it all. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be – I will say this. I'm going to be really interested in what they do with Piotr Jan next. Um, yeah. Not because, like, I think there's nothing to do for him, but, like – if Dillashaw is getting the next title shot and you look behind Piotr Jan, he, he's already fought Jose Aldo once, so, like, kind of doesn't make sense again. Um, he's already fought Corey Sanhagen once. I mean, I guess you could try to sell that again. Um, I mean, like, he, he could go fight Marab Devalishvili, which would be, like, a kind of a nice way to, like, get back on Aljo's bad side, right? Like, to go fight Aljo's best friend yeah. in the whole wide world. Um I guess there's the winner of Rob Font and Marwin Vera, which is yeah, it's happening soon. Coming at the end of April, yeah, the winner of that I guess would make sense. But it'll be interesting to see how they book him because he is like, man, he's so freaking good. But like, I, I don't kind of know where he goes from here. Yep, agreed. Usually we rip through these um, these recaps of events, but there was a lot of meaningful action last night. So it's we're we're digging deeper into this than we normally do because this was actually. A stock card with meaningful uh, stuff. All right, before we dig into some more, um, after you finish your mac and cheese milkshake, you should take some Athletic Greens. Because we're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. What's an adaptogen, Dan? Do you know it that helps, one? I believe it helps you adapt. Okay, perfect. To help you start your day right. No, that's what it does. It helps you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All all those things, Dan. All of it. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and is cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery in Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. That's even more than us. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP, of course. Just that, not the of course part, SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP. To take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, Trade Coffee. We are brought to you by Trade Coffee, it's expert taste of coffee. Trade Coffee's team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade's first match guarantee. Trade is so confident that they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback. An actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. Well, that sounds like a dang good deal, doesn't it? All right. Here's your call to action, folks. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. There's that, there's that, those three letters again, SGP. 
That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP. Let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. All right, moving along. What do we have next, Dan? Oh, a, a fight that I just uh, – something popped up on Reddit. I think someone's bad-mouthing on Reddit, Dan. So I just had to read that, and now we'll, we'll move it along. They bad-mouthed me on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Some people don't like your your uh, MLB pitcher article you put up because that, that's Reddit for you. People oh. like to complain about things. So. Darn. I thought it was a that, good that's one. Why, that's why you try to avoid Reddit <laughs> at, at, all, at all costs. All right. <laughs> you should also avoid – uh, that Chimaev guy, unless you're a really good fighter. Hands at Chimaev. Um, got his biggest test of his career, uh, as as we were hoping, um, and passed it, I would say, with flying colors. Minus 550 only got on him. So the line, obviously, um, was a little uh, more skewed than it should have been because Gilbert Burns did not fight like a plus 400 fighter in there. Um, quite a fight. He started off like most of them. Um, Chimaev fights start off um, with him. Looking, uh, looking to dominate his opponent, uh, putting the pressure on, um, getting his grappling going. But Burns, as Dan stated, uh, as other people stated, Burns is no easy out here. And he uh, he fought him off, even uh, took it to him in round two. Um, but Chimaev won two rounds to one. Um, very good, very good fight. Both men came out of it. Look, looking good. Their faces probably don't look good today, but the reputations both uh, look very good after that fight. Um, and yeah, uh, Burns proved to be a very live plus 400 dog. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this is like I, I, at the end of the day, do not feel bad at all about having played Gilbert Burns. Like, I, I think Gilbert Burns went out there and looked phenomenal. I'll also say this so many people out there telling me that, like, this hurt Kamzat's stock. And I think with the, like, general public, it may have done that. But let me tell you this. Like, I have never been higher on Kamzat Chemaev after this. Like, th- that was a fight that gave him more stock in my eyes and made him look better in my eyes than any other one. Because what this showed me is, is if, like, if he gets stuffed in his wrestling, can he box with a top-level guy? And he got stuffed in his wrestling, or at least could not get his ground game going the way he's used to, was forced to box with Gilbert Burns, and could still win that fight. That gives him hope to fight a guy like Colby Covington. I would say he looked bad enough that I give him very little hope against Kamara Usman, but like he looks like now that he is maybe the second or third best guy in the division, whereas before I was like, there's so much we need to answer. Um, and I think for the general public who saw him as like a godlike figure who is going to, to murder uh, Kamar Usman, yeah, he's he's come down a little bit from there. But like I think now we have a little bit more of a reasonable view of what he looks like. Yep, With, without question. Uh, it sounds like Covington is what they're looking looking to set up next. You think Covington takes that fight? I, I'm going to be honest. I actually think I would pick Colby Covington in that fight if I had to pick right now. Um, just because I, I think, like, what what were the things that were best out of Kamza in that fight is it was, like, his forward pressure and his volume overwhelmed uh, Gilbert Burns a little bit, right? The power shots were on Gilbert's side. And I would say this, like, are you going to out cardio and pace and forward pressure Colby Covington? 
probably not in, in, you know, I, I think the wrestling probably nullifies and it just stays on the feet. Yeah. I, I think I take Kobe in that fight and I, man, it's definitely close though. I was going to say, I meant, do you think he's going to accept the fight? But, oh, uh, would, but would, Kobe ex- would, you, Kobe would Kobe accept, would Kobe yeah, accept Kobe the fight? Kamza. No, Kobe, because he seems to avoid people at some times. Man, I, I think if the, man, I guess I don't know, but like, if the money was right and these, we could get these guys on like a five round co-main event or headline, I don't know if he would even headline it, uh, fight night card because I, I feel like he thinks that's beneath him but this I, I feels think like they're a, aiming for sorry to interrupt I think they're aiming for the ABC so it, w- it will be a bigger bigger than a fight night I think they're they have an ABC special coming up again uh network TV so I think I think Dana White's aiming for that man as, as a main event he he might take that if it means he gets another shot at Usman but like I mean he's gonna need to beat somebody like Kamzat to get back to Usman right Right? Yep. Like he can't just yep. sit here and beat Jorge Mosvid all three times and then get it. So um, maybe, maybe he takes it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Uh, anything else you need answered from Shemaev? Um, You know, I, I, I think like I have the answers that I need now. I think ultimately it just comes down to whether or not – he's going to get better in those boxing problems. Cause like he, he's clearly got some holes in his defensive boxing. He clearly has some holes in like staying on top of people who are really strong at jujitsu, which was part of my worry for him, right? Like he did not settle into yeah. any top positions, even when he had burns down. And in the last one, when he had birds down, he didn't want to jump in burns guard, which tells you a lot about what was going on down there. So he, he felt uncomfortable. So I think I have all the answers I need. The, the only questions I have is, does he continue to get better? Um, because I, I think part of the problem with when you smash everybody, as they like to say, um, for, for the ways that he did for, for years, you sometimes don't find those holes that you really need to work on or that those holes that exist for the top level of competition. He had a few pointed out here, so it's going to be interesting to see how he changes from there. But he's definitely on that. John Jones, Conor McGregor, um, rocket to the top of the division. Uh, For sure. For sure. That very few uh, fighters get on. So, yes, very good fight. Uh, Worthy winner of fight of the night. Um, Volkanovski won performance of the night um, earlier on. Um, Women's straw weight. I got this one wrong. But this this is the only other one I got wrong. And this was um, another... Weaker, very close one, but I'm not complaining about about the uh, the outcome at all. Uh, I had Tisha Torres. It was basically a pick and fight. I had her at minus 105, slight underdog. Dan had Dern, Mackenzie Dern, minus 115, and Dern came through. Split decision victory. Um, she looking more uh, improved again, uh, once again. Like every fight, she seems to to look a little bit better. Um, she definitely lo- looked good here. You, you would like to see a bit more, maybe some more urgency um, when she is is uh, implementing your grapplings. This isn't uh, like go for finishes instead of just like chilling out. Um, but other than that, um, whoever decides uh, they're going to, they're going to wait, they're going to have a baby and then get ripped is uh, it's very interesting because she's uh, totally transformed her body. She always claimed that uh, 
she was having trouble making it because she was curvy or so it was something like it was some uh some excuse like like that but apparently she just wasn't training and, and dieting like an athlete because she's in uh, phenomenal shape uh now so the reason i mention all that is because that was one of the, the concerns um every fight of hers was concerned about her make weight, but that seems to be out the window now um she looks fantastic at Starway and Tisha Torres, no slouch. And she got the victory. Like I said, it was a, uh, came down to one round, like, like the other split decision, but I, I think the right person won. Yeah. I, I scored it for her as well. Like she, she just looked better, um, in a lot of different facets. So, uh, you know, in, in, you know, if we're going to, we're going to hate on the share dog scores, which I, that's my once a recap episode mandate. Um, uh, all three, Sure, uh, guys scored the fight for Tisha Torres, uh, who obviously didn't win this fight. Um, they also one of yeah. them scored the fight for Gilbert Burns. I just want to throw that one out there too. Um, <laughs> they, also, they also had uh, they also had a draw. No, maybe some people had had the co-main event a draw. I don't think it was Sure Dog actually. Usually they're they're the kings of ten ten rounds and whatnot. But yes. Uh, yeah, but those draws. So I did see a couple of those draws, and it made me yeah, scratch my head for a second. I think it was a ten eight second, along yep. with giving the first to Jan, which uh, yeah. both of them at the end of the day on second rewatch, kind of questionable decisions. But I not the worst scorecards. Uh, scoring it for Gilbert Burns is much worse. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like no, I I thought Mackenzie Dern was great in there. Uh, I I think her her strikes were more impactful on the feet. I think that's probably right. why she wins this fight. Yeah. Um, she obviously wins the second with superior grappling and looks great in there. I love that like weird. Uh, you know, man, she tried to jump guard, but like stayed up in wit for Kimura and then rolled through. I mean, like, I wish I even had some of the language to talk about it. And I'm a jujitsu purple belt. And it was still kind of hard to describe because you just don't see that shit every day, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's great to see her continuing to progress because I've always thought she had a really high ceiling and it seems like it's still not actualized, which is awesome. Um, but it still seems like it's up there in the high parts and, uh, I look forward to whatever they try to do with her later, which is uh, she kind of alluded to in her post-fight speech. A lot of people booked at Flyweight, not a lot of options for her right now, so she's going to have to wait and see how some stuff shakes out. Except she f- – was this fight not at Strawweight? That's why I said Strawweight. Did I not say Strawweight? Oh, I, I, I thought you said Flyweight, but, but oh, we're, I made, we're a I long made way. Yes, yes, Strawweight. Straw. A lot of, a lot of <laughs> stuff needs to re- shake out at Strawweight. <laughs> yes. For sure, but you can see her headlining a, a fight night or something like that uh, in the future, for sure, uh, depending on the opponent. And then to open up the main card, um, Mark Madsen beat Vince Pachel. Uh, I forgot about his amazing mustache. I think that's the only thing likable about, about that guy. But Mark Madsen, who um, I think this happened last time, too. Uh, Paul Felder turns him into an Irish fellow and calls him O. Madsen the whole time, which is <laughs> well, he's got humorous the and, and annoying of, uh, also. I know, He's but it's not part of his last name. <laughs> I know, but he, he uh, yeah, it, it's uh, interesting. Um, but that's not, he, he says it like it's his, it's his full last name is O. Madsen, which is not. But anyhow, Mark Madsen won, got us some plus money, plus 112, just wrestled Vince Pichel, who figured he had, he had the fight in the bag, and then he obviously did not. Yeah, I, I, it was kind of crazy to me that he thought he won, um, because I really, I didn't think he won uh, under any circumstance. Uh, Madsen just absolutely wrestled the hell out of him. Also, this one, I can't believe Madsen went in here as an underdog, um, especially to win by decision when 
literally yeah. all of Vince Pichel's losses are to dudes who out-wrestled him. And, yep. You know, like I said, we we had questions about whether or not the Greco-Roman style of the wrestling was going to play. But, like, at the end of the day, he's a good wrestler. And that's really all it takes to beat Vince Pichel, sadly. Um, and at 39 or however old he is, it's probably not going to change. Yeah, Pichel's 39. Uh, Matt's in 37, so... Uh, before anyone thinks that he is the future title contender, no, he is not. So, plus especially lightweight. not at especially not at lightweight, dude. His nope. while his wrestling is definitely good enough to beat a guy like Vince Pichel, like he's gonna run into the Armand Sakurians and the uh, Matrus Gamros and the fucking even RDAs of the division and just get stomped. Yep. All right. Um, the. Uh, the greatest fighter on the card, obviously, won in the prelim main event. Uh, Ian Gary uh, beat Darian Weeks, unanimous decision, 29-28, 30-27, 30-27. It was fine. It was fine. He, he won, minus um, 3.50. We had that one, right? You can see why he's hyped, like, just by, like, even even by looking at him um, and, and watching him fight, you can see why he, he's a hype prospect, but this was nothing to write home about. I I... I'm going to differ with you slightly there. Oh, I, di- good. I, I can see why he's hyped in the way that he talks post-fight, in the way that he hypes up his fights pre-fight. Maybe in the way that he looks, he seems to be a look, good-looking guy. But I don't I, mean that, Dan. Well, you, seem, you, to hint, that you seem to hint at it. Uh, <laughs> he has a very nice, lean body, though. It's true. Sure. Uh, but I, I, don't, I am not impressed with his striking. Like, he, no. he went in there and did less than Brian Barberena did to Darian Weeks. Like, tell me what about that makes me want to see him more. Like if you're a prospect right now and I would pick Brian Barberena easily over you, easily over you, you're not really all that much of a prospect because welterweight is deep as hell. You know, like you've got like guys like Daniel Rodriguez in there who I, I, if I'm not mistaken, still is somehow not ranked and like Brian Barberena, definitely not ranked. And like, would would you bat an eyelash to take those two guys to smash him? Like, I I just maybe maybe there's a lot more growth to be had, but like I don't know. I I do not. I'm not really buying the Ian Gary hype yet. No, no, definitely am not jumping on the Ian Gary uh, train hype train at this point. Um, middleweights: Anthony Fluffy Hernandez won unanimous decision over Joshua Fremd. Just basically relentless. Lee took it to him. Frem did have his moments, but in the end, 30-27, I had I was on on the right side of history there. I had Hernandez. Dan had Fremd. Yeah, this is uh, one of the only ones I missed, and I will say this, um, and it's actually the first one I missed on the night. I think um, yeah. the the only thing that I will say to defend my pick here, Josh Fremd. I think it's better takedown defense than that. I'm going to blame the short notice and the weight cut, which obviously I need to factor into my picks. Um, but I thought he would be able to deal with the takedowns better. And I, I still think on the feet he probably has a little bit more of a puncher's chance. He looked like he was getting his boxing going before that, like, first couple takedowns. Um, and, yeah, like, ultimately great performance by Anthony Hernandez. But I think we're going to see more out of Josh Friend. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yeah, this is uh, – I started off the night 8 no, So this is this is my hot streak right here. Um, Raquel Pennington had her – we both had her beating Aspen Ladd, 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. Aspen Ladd apparently in her mind was, was robbed in this fight. Uh, but very clearly Pennington victory here, minus 195. 
Yeah, it was probably one of the easier fights to call. Like, Lad, yep. Lad won the third. She didn't even come close to winning the first two. Um, and the the weird thing is, too, is I don't know if you were listening to the broadcast, because I know sometimes you listen on silence, but, like, they pointed out she fought a lot of this fight in Southpaw, uh, which is not usual for her. Uh, she throws she, – she fights out of Orthodox more often. And it seemed to be, like, something she was more comfortable doing offensively. Like, she decided to make that switch because she thought she had some offensive advantages. And it just blasted her defense. Like, her defense looked awful as a result um, but she felt more comfortable coming forward, so maybe it's a decision she made based on the fact that she was so tentative last time and couldn't find her openings. Like, Southpaw, she was able to find more openings, but ultimately it hurt her defense, and against somebody like Raquel Pennington, like, eh, it's going to make you look pretty terrible pretty quick. Yeah, she makes some interesting decisions for her in her camp. Uh, apparently that, that seems to be uh, at least the early part of her career. That's, that sums it up there. Um, and then the opener of the prelims, my fellow Canadian, Mike Malott, had a very impressive TKO uh, victory over Mickey Gall, 341 into the first round, minus 200. We had him on that. Um, yeah, he, he looks like he could be a, a pretty decent prospect. Yeah, I'm going to be interested more to see what he does against, like, really good grappling. Because we said it when he was on the Contender Series, when I was breaking down his fight with Shaman Smotritsky. I really did think Smotritsky had a lot to offer him and was going to give him trouble. Um, but then he, he hit him with a really hard punch really quickly. And he is a very good puncher. He's got really yeah. good sub skills, especially when he follows up a big punch. We saw him beat Solomon Renfro back in CFFC. Like, I think he's got a lot of tools, but I'm going to be interested to see how he deals with, like, a good pure grappler um, who is going to not just be good at jiu-jitsu, but be good at wrestling, too. Because, I, I obviously, there are tons of those dudes at welterweight. Um, it, but, like, hey, right now, honestly, in all honesty, would you pick Mike Malaw in a fight against Ian Gary? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. think I would, too. And, and I'm, yeah. I'm not just being a dick. Like, but I, He's got finishing we're, power. Yeah, we're we're talking about Ian Gary being like oh, – and Ian Gary's got finishing power, too. We saw him knock out Jordan Williams, who we have to mention uh, contractually once an episode. But, um, <laughs> but like, Ian Gary isn't doing anything that, like, makes me go, oh, shit. You know, like, that guy's on his way. Where it's like Mike Malott has, like, a couple of those pieces, and we maybe we still need to answer some questions. But, like, one of them just knocked out Mickey Gall viciously, and the other one kind of, like, played patty cake with Darian Weeks for three rounds. So – you, you know, like, yep. man, I, I, just, I guess I, the hype has got to be that he's got a country behind him because uh, Mike Malott maybe just needs to get Canada behind him. But uh, yeah, I, I think I'd bigger pick, than like, Ireland. Yeah, I think I'd pick Mike Malott over Ian Gary. I'm, I'll say that right now. And his brother is a hockey player. I didn't know his brother is in the Winnipeg Jets organization. So he's got uh, an athletic family. Um, yeah, it, uh, he's going to be 31 in November. So kind of time uh, to to get things going for him too. So yeah, fine. If you can make his name off of uh, Ian Gary next, then so be it. Let's do that. All right. Early prelims, Alexei Olenek got his 60th victory and he got it via submission um, over Jared Vandera. Vandera. Scarfold, 339 into the first round. Um, and he got himself a bonus for that too. Did Vandera, was he always that quote unquote chunky, Dan? Yeah, he's, he's always been shit. He's always been shit. Nah, he's, he's always, He's he always looked like, like that, that, really? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, he's never uh, looked good. Anyhow, um, uh, <laughs> Olenek does not look good in the feet, but uh, he, he knows how to win fights once they get to the ground, and that's what he did. 
let me tell you my favorite part of this fight. He gets into the clinch and just falls down onto his back, yes. holding on to Bandera. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. And then goes through a, a very fun array of sweeps and deep half guard and all kinds of interesting shit off of his back, including uh, getting to that scarf hold position by dismounting uh, a really good position. So, like... Yeah, like, I mean, it's so much fun to watch Alexi Olenek on the ground. Also, shout out to Jared Vandera, who, once he got backstage, immediately asked Alexi Olenek if he would show him his Ezekiel choke, which Olenek obliged him and taught him all of the secrets behind his Ezekiel choke backstage. So, um, very cool kind of extra piece there. Um, But, yeah, like, Alexi Olenek continues to be the type of guy who's going to lose two super athletic guys who can outbox him from distance, and Jared Vandera isn't that also, I'm going to ask you this. After watching that fight, do you still think you would take Ilya Latifi over Alexei Olenek? Probably, but who knows? Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I think I You're would. thinking about it, though. That's what yeah, I mean. It's true. More <laughs> positive. Uh, too bad Vandera didn't learn the scarf hold while he was still, uh, or the Ezekiel choke while he was, he still had some UFC fights in his future, because that's probably it for him. One and four now. Even in heavyweight, that's yeah, probably, probably enough. I, mean, he, I will say this. Short notice fights, he's yeah, taken a bunch true. of them. And, my goodness, losing, losing to the four guys he lost to, Spivak, Romanov, Arlovsky, and Olenek, God, he is fighting a really, really tough run of opponents, too. So Give the man enough for once, right? Yeah. The Russian like, area. Throw him throw him Alan Baudot. Let him fight Alan go. Baudot. <laughs> there you go. And uh, 44-year-old Olenek says he's only got about between five and ten more years to go. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy it while you can. Um, now for the cheater portion of the card. K. Hansen missed weight by a lot. Uh, so this turned into a, a catchweight, 118-and-a-half-pound fight. Uh, Pierre Rodriguez won uh, because missing weight actually is not good for your chances to win fights. She won 29-28, And the fall of K. Hansen continues. But Rodriguez looked good regardless. Yeah, Rodriguez looked faster like we said she would. She looked stronger like we said she should. It's, I, I mean, like, it's a really easy fight to call. She won rounds two and three pretty handedly. Um, I'll say this, you know, and I think we mentioned it on the preview show. It really would do Kay Hansen a great service to just go take three or four fights in Invicta and come back. Yep. Like, it did wonders for Angela Hill's career. Like, it... And I'm not saying, like, she belongs back on the regional scene. Like, there are girls or women in the UFC she could be. There are plenty of them. However, a lot of those women are, are, you know, at the apex of their career where they're going to get only a little bit better. I think she's going to get a lot of better. I just would like to see her doing that in an environment that allows her to get better rather than one where she's getting the snot beat out of her all the time. So, yeah, like – Invicta, a couple of fights in CFFC or, like, you know, an LFA title run. Like, all of those things, I think, would do her a, a great service. Uh, she, she may have no choice in this matter, anyhow. Um, she's lost three straight now. but She is really it. popular, though. She is really yeah, popular. True. She has an OnlyFans, too, everyone. So there you go. That's why. Maybe they'll keep her around. But Dan said she's going to get a lot of better. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> thoughts on Rodriguez? Any thoughts on her? I mean, she's she's all right. Like, I, I don't think she's, <laughs> yep. she's anybody to, like, you know, circle as the future of 115. I, I think she no. brings a fun style, and she's, you know, young and undefeated. So, like, I, I'll be interested to see how she progresses. But, you know, like, I, 
ultimately, I think Kay Hansen's in a stage where she wasn't much of a test for somebody who's a fast striker who can stop being taken down, you know? And and she yeah. did a really good job, I will say, too. And the couple times she was taking down those butterfly hooks, well done. Really nice looking. There you go. Dan says, well done. He's a purple belt. And then to start off the night, Julio Arce cheated and missed weight, but he barely missed weight, um, and he still won. So he uh, he went against the stats and actually won the fight. And we had him, too, because uh, Dan and I started off the night on fire. So uh, Arce beat Daniel Santos 33-7, 33-7, I will say possibly my best piece of analysis over the weekend was this fight. Yeah, um, that's true. When I was watching, I was like, wow, this is what Dan said was going to happen. Yeah, Dan said he was going to one-two this dude to death. And it, boy, sometimes boy. it was just sometimes it was just a lot of ones. Sometimes the two didn't even come. Sometimes it was just that jab repeatedly in Willie Cat's face until he got frustrated and threw something spinning, missed terribly, tired himself out, and ate another one. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of those jabs, those lead jabs from Arce. He, he just absolutely put it on him in a way that – I mean, I saw it coming, but I, I get why people were excited by Willie Cat, but there's a reason why this was my biggest recommended play of the week. There's a reason why he's not a Wiley Cat also. I proved it. He was not Wiley at all. Um, so that concluded the event. Uh, UFC also, they're doing uh, something through Crypto.com where they have fan bonuses of the night. Uh, I well, fucking hate people. this, by the way. I fucking <laughs> hate this. <laughs> well, it, it, it's just pretend. It's paid in Bitcoin, so it's just pretend money anyhow. So, uh <laughs> Hazmat you're gonna, you're gonna get you're gonna get us another oh, negative yeah. review from somebody. Oh yeah, <laughs> they don't know about Bitcoin. Hazmat Chimaev won thirty thousand dollars, quote unquote thirty thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Uh, Alexander Volkanovski came in second. He won twenty thousand, and then Piotr Yan, who didn't look very good and lost, uh, came in third. And he won ten thousand. And Kamzat had maybe one of his like least impressive, yeah. uh, like or at least one sided performances performance of the of the night worthy type performances of his whole career so i will say this uh, i also was notified on twitter that you could start voting for this before any of these people fought so similar well, to when they did i don't know if you remember way back when i think it was ufc 124 they did uh fans got to choose the fight of the night and there was okay, an yeah. Absolute banger on the prelims between, I believe it was Sean Pearson, if you remember Sean Pearson, fought yeah. Matt Matt Riddle um, of, w, of WWE fame, Matt Riddle, um, <laughs> and of and of Tough Seven fame along with Matt Brown. Yep, my favorite yep. season of Tough. Um, he he uh, that it was like an absolute banger on the prelims and like a no doubter for fight of the night. And they gave it to GSP uh, throwing 785 jabs into Josh Koscheck's face um, and breaking his orbital bone in like what was like a very one-sided, boring-ass fight, uh, and that one won. So like it had vibes of that already, where it was like this is just going to the people, the the person people know the most about, um, which is kind of a huge bummer. Like I said, it's just pretend money anyhow, Dan. Right, <laughs> I I'm not gonna get us the negative review. You go ahead and do that on your own. <laughs> you, you, you explain Bitcoin to me, that millennial. You, you tell me about Bitcoin. I, then. I I don't own any crypto. I'm sorry. I don't. No, now I now don't I'm getting it. now I'm getting the negative review instead. Yeah, of <laughs> um, I threw the heat off myself and on it. And all right. So anyhow, yeah. it, it was a fun event. Um, and oh, I didn't uh, do the recap here. All right, I went ten and two. Ha ha ha. Won 348 bucks. So for the year, I'm at 69% for my picks, 69. Um, I am up $777, and that 
almost a 6% return on investment. That's on every fight. It's how long can they ride this, Stan? Let's wait and see. Um, Dan, not too shabby, 9-3, 264 bucks. He was up on the year. He's at 62% now, 62. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, he's still down money, though, 339 bucks. And... Oh, striking distance to even money, though. Yeah, you're right there. One big event, and you're there. I won 348, so uh, this event. So that would have put you into the into the out of the red and into the black. Um, recommended plays. Dan had Julio Arce, 40 bucks on him. You won that. You had Josh Fremd. You lost that. 20 bucks. You had 20 bucks on Mark Madsen. You won that. You had 10 bucks on Gilbert Burns. You lost that. You had 10 bucks on Malat via submission, you lost that. So you went two and three. Oh, you but... should have just subbed him when he I fell. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you went two and three, but you were up almost three three bucks on that. So three dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Don't spend all one spot. <laughs> it's real money, though. It's not Bitcoin. Um, so on the year, 59% recommended plays for you, up 18% return on investment, almost 200 bucks. Uh, I went two and two, but I lost money because I had 20 bucks in Olympic via sub. I hit that one. So I'm like, all right. Uh, but then I had 20 bucks in Torres, almost had that. Torres via decision, that would have been very uh, nice if I hit that, but I didn't. I had 20 bucks in Madsen to hit that. I had 40 bucks in Shemayev inside the distance, which I did not hit. So I went two and two, I was down 560. So on the year, I'm at 58% recommended play, so I'm right neck and neck with Dan. Uh, but my return on investment is only 9.4%. I'm half of what Dan brings to you. So he's been swinging for the fences, but he's been hitting more out. I think I'm going to have to lay off on some of these prop bets, Dan. I'm always like anti-prop they, bets, and then I go. They slaughter you. They slaughter I go like nonstop props when I when I get my get a chance. So maybe I really do like props after all. So this is sex. Anyhow, uh, fun event, profitable event in the books. Um, all right, before we go on, last two sponsors for us: Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there's always there sorry now there is a new way to play the ponies especially if you are brand new to the sport check out Stable Duel daily fantasy style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes which we all love pick your horses build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard win as much as forty thousand dollars with one entry don't know anything about horses not to worry the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy the app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with three games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuo.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. They just had a big week with Masters Week with everyone um, getting in on their favorite golfers or selling their favorite golfers, buying and selling, making money. Who won the Masters? And do you know? Scotty Scheffler. Scotty someone? Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, yeah, anyhow. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> no, I don't know him. So anyhow, it doesn't matter if, if you had a ticket on Scotty Scheffler because if you had tickets on other guys and you sold them on ProSwap beforehand, you were a winner as well. So um, make sure you go to ProSwap.com or download the free ProSwap app today. ProSwap has some tested features like filtering the listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. Loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and ProSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Join the real sports bettors on ProSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Quickly, before we're out of here, Dan had picks for you, also for LFA on Friday. Did you watch LFA, Dan? 
I watched the main event, um, and then I think I watched a prelim or two, but I can't remember which one exactly now. The main event you hit, Aaron McKenzie, won via split decision. He is now the LFA lightweight champion, which probably means he's going to go to the UFC, right? Um, that's usually how it works. He is 11-2. and two. He splits decision over Lucius Cassius Clay. Thoughts on the fight? Uh, your pick came through, which was good. Uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that Clay was as good at defending some of the, the takedown and offensive grappling stuff McKenzie was trying to do. But, um, yeah, he's he's pretty much ready for the UFC. Um, he's kind of a later career guy, I will say. He, he's not 100% what the UFC usually snatches up for LFA winners. Yeah. You know, he's, he's already 33, which is kind of on the older side. Um, but he's got a really great team behind him. He's got wins over – I mean, he beat Joe Giannetti back in uh, an earlier LFA event. So, like, he is a very legit dude, but something that kind of makes me feel like he's going to wind up getting snatched up for Bellator as, like, an alternate for a lightweight Grand Prix or something like that. Um, he was in Bellator before. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see him back there again unless his his explicit goal is to be in the UFC. But he looked good there. Oh, I remember the other one I watched. I watched Devin Dixon fuck up and and, uh, stick his head where it didn't belong. (laughs) Lost that one. (laughs) El Machete chopped his head off. Yeah, I mean, he just like – dude, he looked like he was doing really well. And then, like, the thing I worried about Richie Miranda was, like, he didn't look like he did anything particularly great. But apparently he snatches up the guillotine really great. So, um that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> yep. So he had Aaron McKenzie over Lucas Clay. Hit that one. Uh, um, you had Jimmy Lawson over Marino Eatman. Uh, he won via KO. 34 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Was... Fight. Dan hit that one. <laughs> I saw the replay of that, but that's, that's yeah. all I saw. So he had that, um, but then he lost on the Miranda fight, Richie Miranda, over Devin Dixon. And then he lost over, what, Sh- Thad Jean beat Sarik Shields, um, and then you won the Adamu Isaiah, or however you say the name, uh, Andrew Triolo. So you went, uh, he won via knockout, 244 in the first round. So you went 3-2, and two, but you were down almost 100 bucks, Dan. That was not it what was, we were looking for. It was all favorites, too, who won. Um, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, money. yeah I, I found a couple of dogs that I liked, and even those didn't come through. If I'm not mistaken, the entire fight card... Uh, went only two favorites, uh, which is pretty crazy, including because the last couple of fights they added uh, was like Bryce Meredith was like a negative 2,000 favorite and Mitchell McKee was like negative 1,500 and like both of them obviously won too. So um, yeah, the, the entire fight card, if I'm not mistaken, went to favorites. On the UFC, what, had two underdogs come through last night? That was it? Um, I think. Sterling, Madsen, and I think that's it. Olenek was a uh, was even money. Yeah, by by fight. And Dern was slight, and Dern was slightly uh, a slight favorite. So yeah, yeah. So there you go. The favorites Sterling, continue Sterling to rule. Being, Sterling being the only big one. Yes, yes, obviously. All right. Um, Superfan Jong's asking questions about the top two fights in Bellator. Do you want to save that for our pick show on Wednesday, or do you? Want yeah, to let's give, give me a little time to prep for it. Yeah, I'll I'll do some. Um, some research on it as well to give you all the info you need to know. All right, the UFC coming up on the weekend. They're in a stretch where we're getting a bunch of shows in a row. Luke versus Muhammad 2. It should be Luke versus Name 2, should it not? Because we be. have to remember it? Yeah, his 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 name's name. Remember the name. So should, anyhow, uh, Bilal Muhammad, Vincente Luke. Not 
the most inspiring of fight cards. I'm, there's lots of fun on it, obviously, but not uh, if you're a casual, this may not be the fight card for you. You mean you're not jacked up to see uh, William Thick Willie Knight uh, going yes, back to heavyweight to fight Devin Clark, who is also not a heavyweight? Yes, <laughs> I am looking forward to that. <laughs> but yeah, well, obviously, but um, yeah, not the most awe-inspiring card. Uh, and the aforementioned Bellator has a rematch, Pitbull versus McKee. Um, and then it's at the top of the card, and then and, um, it has Corey Anderson versus um, that European fellow. Um, what's his name again? I'm blanking on his name. Dan. What's his name? Who's he fighting? Are you talking about the – I actually don't know who he's fighting. Is he fighting the champ? Vadim Nemkov, that's it, the, the Russian yeah, he's, fellow. He's fighting, he's the fighting Nemkov. Yeah, so, yeah. so we got two, two title fights, featherweight title fight and then a light heavyweight fight. We got Aaron Pico. Timothy Johnson, who you all, you all have to love. Uh, Rafael Carvalho, it, it, it's a pretty good fight card as Bellator fight cards go. So Superfan John wants us to break down the AJ McKee versus Patricio Pitbull rematch and the Vadim Nemkov versus Corey Anderson fight, which we will because we listen to our fans. Whatever you guys want, guys and gals, the one and a half girls that listen, we are here for you. So let's put this one to bed, Dan. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, let's put it. All right. Read and subscribe to my site, moneymma.substack.com. Read all our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Dan's got the uh, five pitchers fan, uh, for fantasy baseball that you should get in on this week um, as streaming options to win your league this week. Um, I may actually have to take your advice on some of those because I am not – the season's not started off well for me in fantasy baseball. So he's got that. Um, I will be having once the – NBA uh, play-ins and playoffs is still are not set as we're recording this at nine o'clock on the last uh, nine o'clock uh, uh, on the last evening of the season. There's still a bunch of things up in the air. So once all that's uh, settled, I will have a preview of the play-in portion of the playoffs. That's a lot of piece um, and, and picks and props. Um, so I'll have that article up. Hopefully, well, I have to be tomorrow because it starts Tuesday. So hopefully tomorrow, as soon as the odds are out and the matchups are set, and then I will have a – when the regular playoffs start next week, and I'll have a preview for that as well. And then we cover every other sport, obviously, as well over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So read all that stuff. Um, listen to Dan's podcast, Prelim Primer and Top Turtle MMA Podcast. More on that on the Wednesday episode. Um, and Twitter, Jeff Fox Writer. He is Gumby Vreeland. Anything else? I think you got it all. All right, you take us home this week. All right, I'm David Gooby Freeland. He is the Tiny Tornado, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.